0: So well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show, that show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows, and on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs, some don't, become nothing. Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Pilot Season Podcast, I'm Dan. I'm Jen and this is the podcast where we watch just the first episode of a TV series and come to talk about it this week's episode um, you had the pick this week and why don't you tell everyone what you picked
1: I decided on Penny Dreadful Um, I felt like doing something that was a current show this time and um, just kind of scrolled through Netflix for a while and read their really short synopsis of the show and thought it sounded interesting. I noticed that um, Eva Green is a star of the show. I liked her in several things that I've seen her in, so, um, you know, just thought I would give it a go. I didn't realize that there were were a couple other big stars in this show. I yeah. didn't realize until we actually started watching the show tonight. Um, Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, which, re- James Bond, that's the only thing I know that he's done. I mean, I know he's done other things, but I'm not right.
0: that's, super familiar with his like body of work, if yeah, you will. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. But that, I mean, I feel like once you play James Bond, you're always going to be known as... James, kind Bond. Of James
1: Bond. <laughs> yeah. Um it was kind of cool to see him though because he looked uh you know obviously he's older now. Mhm. Um kind of had that I guess maybe always had a distinguished look to him but mm-hmm. um I enjoyed seeing him in the show it was kind of a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. And also Josh Hartnett I did not know was in this. Um, mm-hmm. the picture that Netflix shows um, for this sh- for this particular show. Um, there's a man and a woman. I easily recognized Eva Green. I didn't recognize him. He's on. Mm-hmm. He's in the picture, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that that was him until the opening credits started and I saw his name and I was like, oh geez, like Josh Hartnett. Like we haven't seen you in a while, you know. Yeah, it's been a so long time. So that was that was kind of
0: nice to see him doing something. Now, I, um, as we do in these episodes, we kind of talk about, you know, what history we have with these shows, if any. Um, this being a more current show, uh, I don't think, obviously, neither of us have watched it. Um, my only knowledge of this show is I actually knew that all three actors were in it. Melton, Eva Green, Josh Hartnett. Um, I knew it was a period piece, or you know, a period show, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I knew it skewed more towards the horror slash supernatural, and that's about it. I, I don't recall hearing a lot about it as far as uh, you know, a lot of buzz. You know, sometimes certain shows will kind of hit the. You know, hit the internet, and you know I would see things once in a while, but um, I don't think anyone I know watches this show. Or if they do, like I said, it's just not something that's talked about. Um, Yeah,
1: I I would agree. Um, If any of my friends are watching this show, they haven't told me. Mm -hmm. I haven't really heard anything about it. I haven't seen anything, you know, come up in my Facebook feed or anything like that. Honestly, I think the re- the only reason I heard of the show or just the concept in general, we were one one time when we were at New Dimension there was I think a comic, a Penny Dreadful comic or something Penny Dreadful that I mm-hmm. saw at the store. I didn't even pick it up. Like I didn't look at it at all, but I was like, Oh, Penny Dreadful, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just it was on my radar at that point. Um but then just scrolling through Netflix, when I read the synopsis, it really kind of caught my eye because, as you know, I'm not real good with (laughs) super scary, creepy... Yeah. ...like guts and stuff. Mm. But um, I like a thriller. um, I like a mystery. Things in the realm of supernatural, I'm down with that. Um, But as short as the description was um you know it definitely picked up on the what you said it was a period piece mm-hmm. um which i always love something like that mm-hmm. there's definitely a you know like a a sherlock holmes vibe seeing that victorian london which i love london right. and just like every all those aspects kind of drew me um to this show. Um, Then, I believe, uh, somewhere in that brief description, they made mention of um, Frankenstein, just concepts, characters, ideas. I don't know. if I can't remember if they said zombies or vampires or something, but it sounded like an interesting mix of I don't know, different types of characters, different concepts put Mm -hmm. together that we don't always necessarily see together. Right. And all of them piqued my interest, so I thought, well, what the heck? Let's see what this is all about.
0: Yeah, so they're taking some uh, literary characters and placing them in this supernatural setting in Victorian London. Um, It's not actually, it's not a unique concept. There's a very um, famous and popular comic book, That they actually they made a movie about years ago. It was called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It was uh, Sean Connery starred in it. Um, Geez, I'm having trouble actually now thinking of who else was in it. But but it was a it was a the story. It was a comic that came out where it was um, all literary characters that teamed up to combat evil. In many forms, yeah. and it was so it was almost like a Victorian version of the Avengers. You had um, Alan Quatermain, um, Mina Harkness, who's a, a vampire. Um, you had the Invisible Man, Captain Nemo, uh, Mr. Hyde. So you had all these characters come together to, you know, fight. Uh, evil and justice, whatever. Um, so they're 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 kind of doing the same thing here. Um, the uh, I'll just read the the brief uh, IMDb description. It says: Explorer Sir Malcolm Murray, who is Timothy Dalton, American gunslinger Ethan Chandler, is uh, Josh Hartnett, scientist Victor Frankenstein, who I don't know the, that actor's name. And medium Vanessa Ives unite to combat supernatural threats in Victorian London. Um, So that pretty much spells out the basic premise. But the the episode um, it 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 sets the it sets the groundwork, but it leaves you. I mean, it definitely the way it ends. It's like. you have to, you know, you have to commit to more, <laughs> right? And um, I, I'll just say right off the bat, I love this episode. Um, I really, Yay! I really had fun watching it. Um, I, I was drawn in immediately. Um,
1: I, I, I liked
0: that the, it, it jumped into the action right away. But it's still, you know, it still told a story. It wasn't, you know, it, it, it struck a good balance of. Action and story, and I don't mean like action like, you know, like stupid, you know, Fast and the Furious type action. I mean it was like, you know, just some gunplay and some some you know supernatural creatures and some swordplay and, um, but not. I just really I I really enjoyed it. I I thought they, you know, they gave each character uh, a little bit of time and you know fleshed them out enough that you. I, I mean for me personally I'm like immediately invested in everything <laughs> in, in, in all these characters um, personally in, in almost any me, you know any medium television, movies comics one of my favorite storytelling devices is the putting the team together <laughs> or you know putting the band back together like you know, going to different locations and meeting these different individuals and putting a team together. You know, that's just to me that that's just perfection. I, I I love that that storytelling device so much, and 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 they did that in this.
1: Definitely, yeah. Um, so we we learn after a few minutes that. Um, the Timothy Dalton character, his what's his name Murray, mm-hmm. um, he's searching for his his daughter. So that that's kind of their purpose, or the purpose in what they're doing. Um, he's already teamed up with Vanessa, who is Eva Green. Right. Um, and and there's and
0: some sort of history there. What we don't we don't know, but they allude to the fact that there is some there is some shared guilt or tragedy right. there that right. has she, forced them together. Yeah,
1: she definitely made a comment about I think kind of feeling responsible or, or having some hand or, in what happened and we don't yeah. really know exactly yet what is going on with his his daughter. Um, but they need some help mm-hmm. with, their, with their mission, if you will. Um, and so Vanessa is at a kind of a what would you call it a, a sideshow type of yeah, thing where it's
0: a it it's like an old west show like a sideshow but it's like a, like a traveling show it's it's a it's an american uh well i mean let's we can call it a circus but it's not really a circus it's just um josh hartnett is playing a character he's playing you know like a cowboy i mean he's he's a gunslinger he's like a you know, he he puts on a show with his pistols, where he's shooting things out of the air and telling a story about Custer's last stand. Even though, you know, he was way too young to have possibly been there, as pointed out by Eva Green. Um, but he's he's a little bit of a huckster. He's a, you know, he's a ladies' man, as we see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he's, you know, he but but he's got some demons apparently. Um, and again, it's it's. It's something that they they kind of lead into, but we f- don't fully know what's going on with him.
1: Right. I, I guess there's something with his father. He had a like a timepiece mm-hmm. that he um, opened up, and it had um, it was engraved um, clearly from his father. So whatever issues he. Uh, has I, I guess has something to do have something to do with his father mm-hmm. um so he he's kind of the lead man in this or or the only yeah. per i think he's really
0: the only person we see he is the show right well he he's kind of our our introduction to this world because you know they're they're very vague when they when they hire him for his you know gunslinging abilities they just said you know meet us at this address at this time um and he gets there and i think it looked like it was they they walked into an opium den and then they go further and further and it's um i mean what what i could only think of is like a like a vampire um hideout or or safe house or something where um yeah it was pretty gruesome <laughs> There's 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 definitely some some gruesome parts in this.
1: Yeah, they as they kind of, um, I guess they were looking for, and this I was slightly fuzzy here. At first, I thought, are they looking for the daughter? But they also they seem to be looking for the master, the leader. Yeah, like a leader of this group. Um, and yeah. as as they walked through this. Room, house, whatever. Um, it became clear that we were dealing with vampires. You could see, you know, like fang marks on mm-hmm. people's necks and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I feel like one of the, kind of one of the strengths and one of the weaknesses of this of this episode was, um, it didn't it didn't hold your hand and tell you the story, beat by beat. I think it, it it required you to either do one of two things. Either have, go in with kind of a knowledge of maybe vampire lore or be willing to be invested enough to wait for the story to unfold. So what what I know, and I mean, in vampire lore, I mean, it, it changes depending on the the culture or the storyteller. But, you know, usually it's... One of the things, if someone is uh, bitten by a vampire, if it doesn't go past a certain amount of time, if you kill the master, then the the infection or the curse will reverse, um, like in Lost Boys. Exactly. So that you know that they, they use that storytelling device in Lost Boys. So what what I got out of that was they you know they probably think that uh, Sir Malcolm's daughter was captured and turned, but maybe not fully, so they were trying to find and destroy the Master and save his daughter. They found what was a... some sort of vampire beast um, that they thought was the Master, but what we found was not. Right. Um. And it totally freaked out... uh, Josh Hartman's character, because he, again, you know, he, he thinks he's just being, he's just kind of something, you know, just a hired gun, um, he's not really sure what's going on, they won't explain anything to him, and all of a sudden he's, you know, shooting down uh, a seven foot tall, just fanged beast.
1: Yeah, I, um, like, what you said, they don't hold your hand, they don't give away a whole lot, um... Sometimes when I see a show that doesn't give me enough or what I think is enough, I get frustrated, I'm not interested. Um, But at the same time, I can appreciate when they don't just hand it to you because that's not very... It it might not be very exciting or Mm -hmm. interesting or whatever. The thing about this show is they could have walked into if it was an opium den with with vampires or any other setting at that point like i was already in mm-hmm. just just the little bit we already had at that point i was very interested in all of the characters at that point we don't we really only met three characters we have mm-hmm. not at this point met dr frankenstein but those three characters they they were interesting. Each was interesting alone. And the, the small pieces that we saw where they interacted, I found interesting as well. Like the conversation when Vanessa basically says, you know, we'd like to hire you mm-hmm. um, to Ethan. And he's asking some questions and he says something like... Um, is it for murder or something like that? And she says, "Does it matter?" Mm-hmm. And there's just there was just something about that whole conversation, and I just really enjoyed it. So yeah. you know, I feel like they could have walked into any situation. I was already like invested in this show.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I that was one of the things I, I wrote early, early on in the show. I mean, because yeah, because the the. The inciting incidents. I mean, they take they take place pretty early. I mean, they jump right in. To, I mean, it couldn't have been more than ten minutes into the show, where right. they're already just, you know, right. neck we, deep we s- in vampires. We
1: so briefly see Ethan just enough to know he's like the showman and he's a marksman. Right. He's a ladies' man, and then boom, we, we'd like to hire you, mm-hmm. and they're in there. You know, they yeah. they certainly didn't waste any time. Right. Um and this episode I noticed was fifty three minutes long and I feel like I I got well beyond my fifty three minutes worth. In that time, I feel like they like what you said, they really set things up but didn't give away too much. Mm-hmm. Um and I definitely, you know, wanna come back and, and see more
0: with this. Well and what was great was um, it, the, the the final reveal at the end, which doesn't really have anything to do with the main storyline, but it you can tell they're setting up for future storylines with the you know with the uh, Doctor Frankenstein and the creature characters. Um, I'm pretty sure up to that point they never say his name that is correct and, definitely and they as don't soon say as his name they only call him doctor doctor and and, and I, that did, i i didn't even notice it but until the like the last scene when he's going into his apartment and he goes into his lab and he starts flipping on lights and and then you see the creature and i'm and i i wrote down i'm like holy shit doctor frankenstein i mean it had to be right and then there's a, a you know a, an electrical storm and and he you know the he light he lights lantern and he looks over and the creature's gone and he, his creature comes to life and and that's when he you know reveals his name and i was and and that's where the show ends and i'm like oh man come on right like i didn't want the show to end i mean that's it was just really cool. Yeah. You know, the way they, they ended on that note just to, to give us more of this world, you know, the, the literary characters and the, the supernatural and horror aspects of it. You know, it's just like they're, they're really going to flesh out this, this whole, you know, this whole world.
1: Yeah. And just to kind of make a connection, um, the team, if you will, was, was three people and Sir Murray wanted to recruit the doctor and, Mm -hmm. um, the doctor kind of, um, explains in his own way that he could care less about a lot of the various elements of science. Um, his interest is in, and I forget exactly how he said it, like that, 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 where life becomes death or the right um, and it was like okay buddy what what are you talking about here? <laughs> you know, and they had gone to him they needed some help the um, the the creature that they had um, yeah. killed um, they had some questions and and he was able to um, sort of autopsy opened up the creature um, found they Egyptian hieroglyphics, which just added a whole different element yeah, into that, the story. that was really cool. I, yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I definitely did, didn't see that, that coming either. Um, but I it's, liked what that added, because I actually liked the, yeah. the Egyptologist character, who right. I'm guessing is going to be just a minor character. But he was so just quirky and... Mm-hmm. Just, he was so like, unique. I just really liked him. His, yeah, exactly. His his appearance, the way he carried himself, the way he spoke. It, yeah. I just really you, liked him.
0: And, and and he was interesting because he he seemed like he was going to be a little, like we said, a little flamboyant. He was a little flaky, a little. He, he was very starstruck with Sir Malcolm. Sir Malcolm, I guess, is his famed explorer who right. has written books. Because um, he even comments, he's like, you know, your, your p- the picture on your book doesn't do you justice. Um, but it, when when they bring him a copy of the hieroglyphics that were under the skin of the vampire creature, he still maintains his flamboyant demeanor, but there, it's almost like there's a subtle change in where he realizes this is something more. Right. You he, know, because he's he, he starts um explaining or translating a little of what he sees and it's about, you know, he, he mentioned something about a a blood curse or a blood thirst or and then he says, you know you know, by the way, do you know that this comes from the Book of the Dead and But he says it in a way that's just just happily conversational. Yeah, he like,
1: mentions the blood curse and he, he kinda says something along the lines of Oh, those silly Egyptians. Right. Yeah. Which I just thought was funny. He was still kind of flamboyant, but with a slight, uh, you know, slightly more serious demeanor, yeah. he realized that he was dealing with something important. Right. Um, then he invited them to a party at his a house. dinner party, yeah. That he and his wife would be throwing, um... And I, I think that's in the next episode, so mm-hmm. we're definitely going to see this character again. Um, I kind of wondered if he was holding back a little bit, like he he saw the hieroglyphics that had something to do with um, blood. Yeah, the
0: blood curse. The blood and, curse. Yeah.
1: Um, and then he kind of got quiet. Oh, we're having a party. So I kind of wondered if maybe he wanted to find a better opportunity to maybe talk more about it and somehow thought this I I, I wasn't really sure
0: yeah I'm, um, I'm, I'm curious what his what his motives are because I almost feel like he's stretched he's almost like trying to buy some time because Sir Malcolm you know is pretty clear that he says you know time is of the essence but he doesn't say you know he doesn't say why because you know he's not going to Say my, you know, my daughter was abducted by vampires um, because you know he, 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 Sir Malcolm says, oh, you know, t- it's time is of the essence, and uh, the Egyptologist is just kind of laughs and says, oh well, you know, the Egyptians aren't going anywhere, you know, so come by our place next, you know, at the end of the week, and we'll continue. Um, so I'm, I'm a little curious to see if there's more to the Egyptologist. Than just this flamboyant showman Right. that maybe he has a part to play in this as well.
1: Yeah, and then it's it's literally as they're about to leave he says, mm-hmm. makes the comment about it's from the Book of the Dead. Yeah. So I'm definitely, although I think he's a minor character, I'm kind of in, intrigued by I think his name was Dr. Lyle? I don't recall actually. I,
0: I, I didn't... I didn't catch that. I, um, yeah, some of the names I, I didn't catch right away. I had to look on IMDb, um, and, and 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 again, that's kind of why I, I realized that, that they never referred to the doctor as Doctor Frankenstein. I had to go on IMDb, and I kind of spoiled it for myself before he <laughs> revealed it on the show. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm thinking like, is this guy going to be Frankenstein? And. I looked, and sure enough, it said Victor Frankenstein, 27 episodes, and... um,
1: Well, and so, the Sir Murray um, sets up a meeting with Dr. Frankenstein, um, again, just trying to convince him, basically, to work with them. And um, after the meeting, he goes home, like you were saying, goes into his lab, and there you see this this body mm-hmm. on ice, and at that point, you you see the body, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like he just has a body, like he's gonna perform or he mm-hmm. has performed an autopsy or whatever. And as the camera kind of floats down and you see that the body is on ice, that was when I made the connection. Like this is this well, is Frankenstein. And not
0: only was the body on ice, but it was connected to like a generator. Like there were wires connected to it. So there was yeah, it wasn't just oh he's got a dead he you know, he's got a corpse in his lab that he's doing experiments on. The body was already you could see where it was stitched up.
1: Yeah, he had already the opened
0: chest, the chest. The head. Um and in he wasn't he wasn't laying flat, he was sitting up. Yeah. Which was interesting. Um and the the choice of you know the, the look of the creature was interesting you know we're so used to seeing uh, Frankenstein's monster as this hulking
1: very tall behemoth. With extra large head yeah
0: you know this crow magnon creature but the Frankenstein's creature in this is just he's just a dude he's just an average sized guy he looks at, he's about the same height and build as Dr. Frankenstein um and he wasn't uh, some uh, mindless. Well, I mean, kind of mindless, but he wasn't like a threat. At least in this episode, he was very. He was almost in, in the few seconds that we see him. There's almost like a, a childlike wonder when when he's looking. You know, he and Dr. Frankenstein are face to face. And you know they kind of touch each other. You know he touches his eye or something, and or they touch each other's.
1: Frankenstein. I think Frankenstein is just so moved by what's happening. This is his his work. You know, mm-hmm. and he actually starts to cry. A tear goes down his cheek, and the creature reaches out and wipes the tear, and then kind of wipes it on his own face, like mm-hmm. making the connection. Like the tear comes from the eye, and mm-hmm. I have this eye, and or whatever. But. Yeah, it was it was kind of childlike, um, but really I, just kind of fascinating. I was just that end, it ended, and I didn't mm-hmm. want it to be over. I wanted to see what was going to happen next with the doctor and and his creation.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I want to see what happens next <laughs> with <Yeah. laughs> everybody. Now, there's already um, there's uh, I believe three seasons out right now. Oh really? Yeah. It's it says um well I don't know how many are ne- are on Netflix. I didn't check, but it, on IMDb the the main cast are each credited with uh 27 episodes, which um I think that because it was on Showtime and it you know it's a shorter season, I think they're you know approximately, you know, 8 or 9 episodes per season. Uh was what I'm guessing. So um yeah, they I I think they're getting ready for season 4 or maybe they're in season 3 right now. I, I don't know. But either way, I mean, they've they've already got a couple of seasons under their belt. So it should be uh easy to you know, go back and pick up the thread of this this uh show which I I totally feel like we're going to do at some point. Um, I agree. <laughs> um one thing actually it's the first thing I wrote, um I've I, I watching this, especially in the beginning, when you're introduced to Josh Hartnett and seeing his character, how he's you know, he's got this uh swagger and this cocky cockiness to him, but he you can see that um in his conversation with um with Eva Green, I mean he's also a flawed character uh and a damaged character and he plays it so well both sides the the cockiness and the the damaged goods um i realized how much i missed josh hartnett
1: i i feel the I same i really
0: i really like josh hartnett and yeah. i feel like in this you know it, when he was kind of in his heyday he was playing more of the the pretty boy the the handsome guy mm-hmm. the romantic lead or whatever um i feel like the the more mature the, like the, the mature um, somewhat weathered Josh Hartnett, I think that's he's going to be kind of a a joy to to watch i um, I think he's going to bring a lot to this yeah this show. I'm, I'm
1: really looking forward to seeing more of him for sure um, he he's still handsome Mm-hmm. so the first the first thing we see he's in his his costume this get up for mm-hmm. this um uh, show that he does and and this you know he looks silly mm-hmm. he's wearing a wig and the whole nine yards um, but you know when you see him just dressing normally um, yeah he looks good and I, I kind of felt like he was just the perfect person to put into this role like you said um, kind of you know two different things happening Confident, cocky, but, but at the same time still damaged goods and um, kind of struck me as, uh, you know, the nature of his job is he goes town to town putting on these performances. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have any connections. He doesn't have friends, family. He just, right. you know, meets a new girl in each town, moves on to the next town, next show, next town. Um, you know, kind of a loner. But mm. um, there's definitely something underneath there's a story that's going to be told i'm sure so i'm I'm interested and i was really pleased to see him in this role
0: and um eva green she actually she does a thing where she kind of reads him where she says i wrote that in my notes you know your (laughs) you know your your boots are fine leather but they've been you know resold many times and you you carry an expensive timepiece, but your clothes are thre- you know threadbare, and she really kind of picks them apart. And and I I wrote down that it was it was interesting because after that conversation, you know he said, "Do you have a name?" And she said, "Yes," and then kept walking. <laughs> In the scene previous, he's having sex with this, you know, just some girl, um, and you know he's he's putting you know he's he's being real smooth, and he says that, you know. I, you know, yeah, I really enjoyed your company. I'm heading out to Paris tomorrow, and you know, you've really meant the world to me. And she said, "Well, don't you want to know my name?" And he just kind of smiled and looked away. So it's it's interesting that you know the the impact that Eva Green's character had on him, where he she's someone he wants to get to know, as opposed to the anonymous sex that he has from town to town, where he's you know, it's like. I don't want to know your name. you mm-hmm. You're just a distraction. Right. And I think at the moment that he interacted with Eva Green, he knew that there was more to her than the you know there there were like the it was like the a mis like the mystery was the attraction to to that. It wasn't necessarily, I mean I'm sure he was legitimately attracted to her. She's a beautiful woman and she's got this mysterious air about her. But the, the fact that he you know, she was able to dig in deep and see past all his bullshit mm-hmm. um was probably very different for him, especially at, at that time when women weren't, you know, um thought to be intuitive like that. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, women. Childbearing and cooking and looking pretty that was it
1: she definitely whatever stereotype may have existed or or you know whatever about women at that time she's basically like the opposite I wrote in my notes Mm -hmm. she's kind of a badass yes you know they they get into this conflict and you know they're shooting guns and they're they're fighting creepy vampire people and she doesn't really get into that at all so when I say badass it's not like she was just beating people up left and right she's not a buffy But just her, the way she carries herself, and her...
0: She's very focused, very... Right, right. she's very, like,
1: observant, and um, just, she has, like, a directness about her. There's just something that's, yeah, I wrote in my notes, she's kind of a badass, and I like it.
0: Now, let's uh, speculate a little bit. Do you think she's a vampire? Because all, all it says is that, you know, in the description it says she's a medium. Right. That could be a lot of things. That could be just the way they described it so they don't spoil anything. Um, but clearly, like we said, she she has some kind of role in this where she was responsible for what happens to Sir Malcolm's daughter.
1: Right. there. I, I also wrote in my notes there. there's a spiritual element. You see her praying mm-hmm. on two different occasions. Um and so the first time I see her, you know, she's on her knees and she's praying. There's a
0: crucifix and um kinda of like almost having a seizure. It's like, like there's some something that's overwhelming her.
1: Right. So the first time around it wasn't as intense, I think, as the second time that we see her mm. praying. The first time there was a spider just seemed to come out come out of nowhere and then it was on her and the scene ended the second time she i don't know like you said perhaps a seizure or something and she looks up the crucifix is upside down and there isn't one spider but like hundreds of spiders yeah, and coming they're, out from under the crucifix yeah, crawling so. like everywhere yeah. And, so yeah i don't know
0: there's a lot of unanswered you know, questions about her. Um, a lot of mysteries. I, I wrote that. I mean, uh, the, the show sets up so much and doesn't really answer a lot. Not in a bad way. You know, sometimes you, you watch something and you're, and you're just, like, completely dumbfounded. You're like, what does any of that mean? Nothing, you know, was answered. But in this, they leave a lot of questions on the table, but it's like you don't mind. Because, mm-hmm. again, I mean... The two—I of I mean—we were instantly invested in this show, so it's something that we want to find out to the find out the answers over time. You know, we didn't have to be completely um, filled in on the first you know the first episode.
1: Right. So they they describe her as a medium, as you said, and there there is a scene where she's doing like. I don't know, what do you call tarot it? Tarot cards. Like tarot cards, yeah. Which is, one you know, a thing that you would associate with with a medium, but definitely there could be a lot more. There probably is a lot more mm-hmm. to her character. Um,
0: I thought what one interesting scene was when they were um, fighting the, the giant vampire creature, and it, it lunges at Timothy Dalton, and she steps in between them and just kind of... Stares at it very intensely, and it stops and it kind of rears back a little bit, like, oh, you know, you've like either you know you're a boss or you've got some power or you know it stopped dead in its tracks, and then Timothy Dalton comes from behind and stabs it and kills it. But at that moment, you know, that really had me wondering, like, what you know, what has she got up her sleeve, like what 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 power does she have or what what about her makes this giant creature just stop, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, there's... I don't know. There's definitely...
0: I guess we'll have to find out. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think I have a lot, a lot more stuff we've already covered. Um, yeah, Timothy Dalton is still pretty awesome. Um, I mean, he doesn't have... He didn't really have a... T- I mean I I think you know the scenes that he that you know he was in solo or you know when I, I he's just I, I just like hearing him talk. He's just very it's like you're just drawn into what he's saying and how he's saying it. Um just very intense. Um yeah, I just I'm like man, I miss I, I miss Josh Hartnett. I miss Timothy Dalton, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but the casting I just think is amazing. I think the the writing was just perfection. They give you so much but not too much and um you know, it was just like refreshing to see some of these stars mm-hmm. um who we haven't seen in a while. Um and and the, you know what they're building for each character, um, and then, just the you know like I I think I was saying before, the time period, the location, the setting. That's all. That's like, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, some Sherlock elements in there, and and I started thinking about Jack the Ripper, and then sure enough, you know, yeah. there's there's. Uh, Right, and dead body and, and the whole crowd that's there. Right. Like, oh, the rippers well, come back. And yeah,
0: and the one thing we didn't mention was that, you know, the way the show opens, was with a, um, the, the murder of a young woman and the child, and you, like you don't see all this, but this is you know there are, you know these gruesome murders happening, and the public at large, you know they just again they they don't in the police they're dumbfounded. The papers can only speculate that oh, is the Ripper back and stirring up all this fear and and you know, questions and um, yeah, that I, I'm I'm kind of with you. That whole era of uh, there's a certain gruesomeness to it, but also a certain maybe romance is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? There's there's something about that Victorian London uh, setting that is I, it's like perfect for telling just crazy ass stories yeah
1: i not that there wasn't a middle class per se but it's whether it's it's you know films and things like that but that have emphasized this but i there's like this disparity like mm-hmm. there's the elite the the it extremely is. wealthy um you know carriages and and all you know these beautiful right. dresses and and then there's the complete opposite end people who you know they're they're struggling mm-hmm. they're living in filth they're um yeah. you know Ten they people
0: to a room exactly or something yeah yeah crying babies dirty and, <laughs> yeah laundry hanging everywhere yeah I mean they, they, they really I mean the set the scene perfectly
1: and it, it's something, I feel like we've seen that before, but there's just something about that particular setting, location, time, that
0: draws me in every time. Yeah, well, and what's, what's interesting is that, like we said, that, that time, that period of time, that, that setting, just by itself, with, with no supernatural influence, is kind of scary, and kind right. of horrifying and somewhat depressing to see how people lived and how people certain classes of people were treated and but then to add in the gruesome mm. gory supernatural element uh that just intensifies everything because um in the way it's everything is filmed is it's you know a lot of dark um scenes shadows Everything's dirty, um, cloudy. You know, they're um, just overcast. It's just the some places. The mood of it is, you know. I think at that time,
1: dark. electricity is like a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like the like the poor folks that we mentioned, they're lighting candles. Mm-hmm. You know, and lanterns. Whereas, and such. like Frankenstein has um, elec- electricity in mm-hmm. his lab. But yeah, there's that whole element of darkness and shade and um, shadows and just it adds so much to
0: it. And but and even during the day, everything is just everything is dark. It's just gray and just it, like it never looks like these people ever had a nice day in their life, like uh, weather wise. Yeah. Or and then
1: well, it's England.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> that too.
1: Yeah, and then and I also wrote in my notes. About the creepy music, it just mm-hmm. really added, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, added to I think the whole the whole feel. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I it, just everything, it all came together for me.
0: Same here. This is a, this was a good choice, and I think this is another one that we're probably going to want to uh, settle in and catch up with at some point. Yeah. So, um, I think next week my pick will be episode two.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how we work. Uh,
0: we're changing the format up a little bit. This is now changing to a Penny Dreadful podcast. <laughs> um, so, I well, I think um, I'm. Yeah, it looks like we've pretty much gone over everything we could possibly gone over without repeating ourselves, which I think right. we've already done I, a I, couple yeah. of times. But that's okay.
1: But yeah, definitely. Two thumbs up mm-hmm. on this one. Strong yep. recommendation.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of the Pilot Season podcast. And stay tuned for next week. Um, I have the pick next week, and I have no idea, as <laughs> per usual, what um, what it's going to be. But stay tuned. You know, keep an eye on our social media sites, and we're on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram and the Tumblr. Um, I usually post a a teaser or a hint of what we're going to be watching in the following week. So keep an eye out for that. And that's about it. I guess we will see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening.